and welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. As always, I'm your boy Beans. Hey, JP here with Beans, per usual. There's a good energy in the gym. Especially when you have brownies, and I'm very excited. I haven't even opened one up yet. Here's the deal. You can eat as many of those as you would like. Because I'm going to overindulge intentionally after we're done here and before I go to bed. I'm going to get a tummy ache like a little kid, but I'm also going to sleep like a little kid. So happy, so delicious, so scrumdiddly. I'm just need. Come on, it's brownies and milk. I just need you to know, it's very easy to win me over. Yeah, this this is one of the ways. <laughs> Dude, I think a person that can be coerced or bribed with food is a person of, frankly, high moral character. You ask Josh and Emily what it takes to get me to do things. They will respond with meat. That's it. How is that bad? No. Like, hopefully that they mean that as a, the compliment that it should it, be. It is a compliment. Good. Okay. Good. That's how I take it. I take it as a compliment because yeah. Yeah. I love meat so much. You know, I had a uh, had a birthday recently, and you did I did? I mean, recently, like a month, like October, right? So it's we're we're firmly in November. So recently, being relative, anywho, my parents were like, "Son, would you like?" Money is a gift. And, you know, I'm firmly in my 30s, so gifts at this point, it's like I've got everything I could possibly need, so this is just, all this is just icing on the cake of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So like, hey, do you want money, gift card, or would you like meat? I was like, uh, meat. Meat, please. Mm-hmm. Meat, please. And so they bequeathed me with some fine steaks. <laughs> it was the right choice. It was the right choice. It's fantastic. It's always the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely love it. Meat. Well, the right choice. Us going to see Eternals. Us doing an instant reaction video. You're yes. welcome if you haven't gotten on that train yet. Make sure you check the Facebook page and soon to be on YouTube as well. You bet. You bet. That train is only growing. We're adding cars to it with every every movie. So, and I yes. I let that analogy die. But no, well, we'll never hit the caboose, so it makes sense. Love it. Love it. We're the engine. Lots of cars following it. There will never be a caboose. No. So we got a lot of Eternals to talk about today. I think it's going to take up the bulk of our time, which is Heck great. Yes, we're going deep dive, like There's off, a, off yeah. the, off the deep dive. Oh, lots to unpack. Spoilers all over the place. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers, this is not the place. No. You sh- you should have already watched our instant reaction. You should have went and saw the movie by now, yeah. and then. Yeah. You and then, time. yeah, and now you know what you're diving into at this point. This is what we do every time. This is the meat. This, this is the, the food. This is the meat. This is the entree. Darn right. This is the big old steak. This is not the gift card. This is the payoff. This is, this is not the mashed potatoes. No. That'll come later. No, no. And mashed potatoes are fantastic. Real quick, on the topic of food and mashed potatoes, this is just making me excited for Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh, yes. Which, in my mind, is the most pure holiday there is. Mm-hmm. The glorious best holiday there is because it is entirely a holiday devoted to food and it's around my birthday so it's a double it's a double whammy someday fantastic every every blue moon it's once once in a blue moon it's lands on the same day wow wow double double jeopardy it's a blessing and a curse i mean think about this it's a day where you get up you eat watch my cowboys play your cat. That's right. Your Cowboys guy. Cowboys, Cowboys always play. Always on Thanksgiving. Watch some football. Take a nap. Wake up. Eat again. Eat the best leftovers of your life. I mean, it's. I don't think it can be topped. It's amazing. It's true. Best holiday there is. It's 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 right there. 
So I don't know how we segue from that into Eternals, but we're just going to jump into it. So we saw Eternals, Riley. And they all eat together like a family. There you go. And drink. You did it. And drink spit beer. You segue. Spit beer. So spoilers are going to abound. Eternals are going to abound. Latest Marvel movie, Eternals, came out this past weekend. Um, let's let's just dive into it. This is. I actually want to start it off this way. Okay. Because he's into it. There are Get so the the there's so many new characters introduced. My goodness. So, and I kind of already know your answer, but I still I won't, I won't give okay. you the chance to elaborate. Appreciate that about you. Your favorite character in in the movie, okay. and and why? Okay. So you know the Gilgamesh. I was stoked. I knew to see Gilgamesh, and objectively, I don't think Gilgamesh was given as much time to really uh, to shine. Correct, I agree with that. A lot. I agree with that. Um, but I still, and I really was excited for Gilgamesh because he's this like beefy, broad, jacked. Asian dude that seems to have a good vibe, the kind of guy that it's easy to say, I would hang out with that guy. I would get along with him. We would have a beer together. Would it would a be a merry together. time. Maybe a push-up contest that he would win. We would laugh. We would drink another beer. Homemade beer, as it turns out. He would make the beer. And like Thor and him would get along great. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I still really enjoy his character. Uh, admirable guy. But for sure. Gilgamesh by far was the character that I was looking forward to the most. After seeing the movie, still love me some Gilgamesh. Um, Kingo was an awful lot of fun. <laughs> awful lot of fun. Uh, that may be my favorite character in that movie that's not named Gilgamesh. Kamal Nanjiani nailed it. Yes, yes. And certainly the character that I'm looking forward to seeing more of out of all those Eternals. Um, give me more of Kingo. Yeah. All day long. I think... Uh, How about you? Did you have the roster pulled up? Is we'll get, that... Because uh, that yeah. their, their yeah. names are so all over the place. Very, so very unique. for me, I, I need... Yeah, it's just good for me to see that. But yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much... Yeah, see... If he would have gotten more screen time, it definitely would have been Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman. Sure. But he, we didn't get to see him very much. So I can't count him, and he's not an Eternal. And besides, my hype was already there beforehand because I'm a Game of Thrones nerd, hey, and I fine. love my boy. That's fine. I love my boy Jon Snow. I'll follow him to the depths of hell. So. Good choice. Yes. Good choice to go to hell with. But my favorite character, I'm probably going to have to say Kingo as well. He was just naturally funny. He was terrific. It didn't feel forced, and it was great. No, very organic. Like, he was definitely number one. And then just his uh, his banter with his uh, oh with gosh. his follower with the cameras, right? Is just Karun. it's it's priceless. By the way, fun fact: I don't know if you follow Marvel on anything, but I followed them on Instagram. Okay, okay. And they're releasing new character posters. So Dane Whitman got one, and freaking Karoon got a character poster. <laughs> Out of all the characters That's in this movie, you know, you fun. figured it'd go to the deviant or the main deviant bad guy, who was Bill Skarsgård, of all people, by the way. Who would have picked that up? I wouldn't pick that up. But... Yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding. 
actually what. Let's let's, let's go through the roster because this movie, as we mentioned moments ago, features a ton of new characters. So I think we go character by character breakdown. We've touched on our favorites a little bit already. I love it. That's great. I love it. Um, I think we also want to unwrap, uh, along with these characters, what their individual skill sets were. Because as we touched on, Yes. And that is the reaction. Yes. Video. Something that was, I think, largely a pleasant surprise to us was that each character had a very distinct set of skills. Yet, what was great about it, too, yep. is in design-wise, they all looked similar enough, so you knew that they were related in a, in a sense. Yep. Like, you yep. knew they all came from the same thing. Some you knew they were there. a team. Right. Like, yeah. I think just bringing that all together, they all looked... They all have some measure of enhanced strength. Correct. Right? Like, they're certainly not just at your baseline human being Like, if you level. punched them in the face, you'd still probably break your, your yeah. air hand. Right. But something that I was really wary of going into the movie was when we had done our research months ago, so many of the Eternals, as we kind of went character by character, based on who was going to be in the movie, using the old Google to find out more about them, uh, there were a lot of a lot of similarities between the characters. Not a lot of clear distinctions, and frankly, just like OP skill sets. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Huge. They're they're gods. <coughs> it's like right. nineteen different supermen. Yeah, and I think that's that can be a. <coughs> excuse me. Oh man. <coughs> Gotta stop smoking. <laughs> That's a challenge that I want to say isn't always handled with, maybe not handled poorly, but not handled with a lot of clarity as far as, hey, what's the difference between one character and another? Like what, I, what I'm trying to say is sometimes the power that one character may or may not have just kind of fluctuates to fit where the story wants to go. Yep. Like I'm thinking of the Thor movies in particular, it's like, there are times where Thor just wrecks everybody, and there are other times where Thor is getting evidently, like, yeah, getting wrecked. Like, I'm thinking of Thor the Dark World, where he's fighting the cursed Dark Elf. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if that, if that cursed Dark Elf is really that powerful, it's like, he, he would, you would think, last longer than he ultimately does, because he's kicking Thor around, and then Loki does him in. So, anyway, I appreciated that the characters in this movie were, what I want to say, they had appropriate boundaries put on them, where it wasn't just, you all have Jesus powers. It's like, no, you can do this, you can do that, and in turn, those characters can't do other things. Correct, and they feel and they feel unique. Like, you can exactly. pick them out, and they're not all going to blend together, and you'd be like, well, that guy can do the same thing as that girl, so why does that matter? And then yada, yada, you to do it. Yeah, and pardon <laughs> me, like, shortly after you and I wrapped up the video, as I was just still thinking through the movie that night, I thought, does that really make sense given that the sole purpose, as it's presented in the movie, of the Eternals' mm. existence is to battle the deviants? So something I want to get into as we kind of go through here is, okay, how effective is this character really at killing a deviant? Because that is what the Eternals are supposed to do, is kill deviants. And in general, or at least on the surface, you would think if that's the case, wouldn't you just take Icarus? And copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. 
So we, we, we won't get all the way into that now, but I, I okay. do want to address that kind of as we go through. Okay, because I have good reasoning why I think I, that I think, would be the case. Yes, I think there are good reasons, but I think it's a kind of natural I'm gonna write, question. I'm going to write down so I don't oh, forget because I think you. the analogy is uh, is golden. Okay, very excited. So we're going to go top to bottom as arranged by... Well, no, we're not going to do IMDb. We're going to go with... Salma Hayek's Ajax. Oh, you want to go top of the hierarchy. Right, so Prime Eternal. Something we didn't know going into the movie is there are Eternals and then there's the friggin' Prime Eternal, right? The leader yes. of the Eternals. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. That is Ajax's role. So she is bestowed with the mantle of Prime Eternal, a.k.a. the leader. A.k.a. the mom. The mom. She's the mom. She's the mom. Good mom. She was a great mom. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have a problem with her. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, great. that's great. So her ability as it was presented, she has inherent leadership skills, okay? Not to be overlooked. But her primary uh, gifting or asset is that she can heal the wounds of both herself and her fellow Eternals. Mm-hmm. Handy to have on hand. So And not just of, Eternals, anybody. No, she's kind of mom Wolverine in that sense. In a, in a sense, yes. A more generous Wolverine. <laughs> very, very more generous right. Wolverine. Right, very or, to go blow the old No, you're good. Or like um, a Deadpool without the cancer. <laughs> um, but yes, so yes, she's the maternal figure. She, you know, she's taking care of everybody throughout the entire movie. You kind of see her influence with each uh, other Eternal, where they look up to her and right. they know that you know if they have an issue, like they come to her and then she'll help them out. That's pretty like like, <coughs> like a mom. That, that's like the best. And yeah. I'm stuck at that point, but that's pretty much what she was. No, she clearly has their respect. Yes, right. Like there's, she let them fly the coop. She yeah. she knew that her little birds were growing wings. Yeah, even when there's like some questioning of her decision making. Yes, it's not in the sense of man. I always knew you were a fool. Can't believe I've been following you for this long. It's more of a disappointed in the decision that you're making i still respect and appreciate who you are but i just don't agree with this this direction that the group is being Correct. asked to go so there you go some hayek ajak not a ton of screen time overall no which, by the, the way like if somebody wants to pick at the movie in that respect you look through the whole roster there's a ton of characters to correct spend time yes. with here so it, there it is bound to be the case that some of these characters are going to get less screen time Correct. than others. Something that I think is going to be worth unpacking is, did the best characters get the most screen time or not? I think that's a potential bone to pick with this one. See, and I think, I think for her character in this movie, she got the appropriate amount of screen time because she Agreed. was she was the Agreed. catalyst. She was the reason that the movie happened. Mm-hmm. Like, she dies... Because and then that's what pushes us into this story where it's like okay, They're reuniting. who's yep. who kill who's going after us? Why right. are they coming after us? Right. And uh, what else is going on? Because something else is going on. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, very good. So that's Ajax. That's the Prime Eternal. Let's go with the other two that get uh, a really kind of the bulk of the screen time. So Gemma Chan as Cersei. 
And then your boy Richard Madden is Icarus. Let's start My with other boy. Yeah. So it has the uh, what do you want to call it? Material manipulation. She can basically. She's basically like um, an alchemist in the sense that she can change materials into nice. different things. Yeah. So for me. Honestly, probably my favorite move set because it's just the most versatile. Okay. I don't think um I don't think we got to see her full potential yet as a hero because I think um, her power set is going to be crazy good. And I because yeah. yeah we just see it a little bit, but she literally changed organic life, mm -hmm. and that's not something she could do. So it's going to be interesting to see if right non organic material, so wood, stone, etc. Can that expand? Mm -hmm. And what else can she do? Like, I mean, it pretty much seemed like her mind was her own limit. Like, if she can unlock right. more to her head, I right. think she she can do essentially more. So, um, and she was like, she's like America's sweetheart, you know. That's pretty much her role in it. Like, she loved everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very very loving person. Mom her number two. Was, yeah, her skill set was. <laughs> less i would say crisply defined but intentionally so so that there was definite room for it to to grow it makes you yeah it, absolutely and that's i think i think they have a plan for her character to continue for a while so i'll be interested to see what they do with her in phase four agreed how do you feel about that like how do you feel about seeing more of cersei i'm good with it because yeah. like i said her um her power set is unique it's not something i mean the closest we've seen to it with Marvel is with the Reality Stone, and with Wanda, mm. and Wanda's gonna be a psycho crazy bitch, and <laughs> we don't know what she's gonna do with hers, but it will be interesting to see somebody. It's gonna be tough to root for one. Yes, it's gonna be interesting to see somebody with a sound mind who's just had like a just a less of the crazy exactly. And it's just, she's a kind soul, so throughout the whole thing, you know, whatever she's going to do, she's going to do it for the good of all people. So, yeah, a mentally sane Scarlet Witch, I'm, in, I'm into it. I, th I think she's got lots of potential, and seeing her alongside my boy Kit, again, obviously, yep. hashtag power couple. Um, but yeah. Love it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel entirely about the character of Cersei. I think she was fine. I don't know... I don't know where it is that she ranks as far as, for me, the characters that I felt most interested in. But I do think there's a lot of opportunity for her character to, as she continues to arrive in these movies, well, I think to, to grow into, a, into an even more compelling I, uh, character. I think that's what... You know, I think that's what the problem with her is, is you just don't know what growth she's going to take. Because, yep. like I said, for me, her most, the coolest thing about her is her powers. But she was kind of the the most consistent character in the movie where sure. she didn't really change. Yep. Like, she, yep. she was the same for, throughout the entire thing, yep. except she just took on, she just, you see her slowly become a leader. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, like, what direction they're going to go with in yep. that aspect. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. There's Cersei. All right, Richard Madden, Icarus, my boy, your boy, my your other boy. boy, my uh, yeah, not John. I thought one of the uh, one of the kind of fun little what I want to say, little nuggets that was dropped in the movie because you can have some fun with the aspect or with the concept of hey, these characters have been around for thousands of years, essentially since the dawn of mankind, and 
Icarus, uh, the tale or the legend of Icarus making the wings flying too close to the sun, according to the movie, was a tale spun by none other than fellow eternal Sprite back in the day. So that's where that legend, again, according to the movie, allegedly uh, originated. So good on the movie, having a little fun with, with that opportunity, that's, that concept. That was so much fun because they did that with a couple different yeah. things. So they're like, oh, we did that. <laughs> that was us. That was all us. Hashtag, you're welcome. Um, he was called Superman at one point in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fair parallel considering the guy flies. Clearly shoots laser beams out of his eyeballs. Shoots, la- shoots laser beams out of his eyeballs in general. Seem to be one of the more powerhouse robust and difficult uh difficult eternals to corral certainly the uh at the front of the line when it came time to do do battle with the deviants it was pretty consistently icarus fina and my boy gilgamesh that were at the front of hey let's go mano a mano and then the rest kind of filled in as some supporting roles yes i would say um that was just part of their skill set. So Absolutely. Pretty straightforward skill set for Icarus. I really enjoyed the heel turn of his character. One of, I think, the strengths of this movie, Riley, and we'll get into this more, but I thought there was some really strong, just natural conflict that was created within the character relationships. None greater than Icarus uh, going against the majority of the rest of the team bringing Sprite along with him in his quest to allow Earth to be destroyed, which is a tough look for those of us wanting to be fans of Icarus. I still am. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But we'll get into it. <laughs> it was also, I think, really well done from a storytelling perspective of it wasn't for as surprising as the reveal was, it wasn't, uh, it was not thin. It was easy to go, you know what? I get it. I understand where he's coming from. I don't like it. No. Because we're humans. We're bad. Right, we're biased. Right. But it was very Thanos-esque <laughs> as far as in the Infinity Mo- Infinity War and Endgame, you understand. You have a really strong understanding of Thanos' motivations. Right? And they're not thin. They're not cheap. They're crazy. They're disturbing. But you get it. And that makes that conflict that much more real, that much more compelling. I thought that was really well done. One of the real strengths of this movie was having Icarus turn against the rest of the squad. I'm still not happy about how he died. <laughs> still not happy about that. Right. Um, cause I, maybe he's dead. Maybe he survived, by the way. He's dead. But, okay. but like I, we can go into why I think that yep, later because yep. we talked about it a little yep. bit yep. Sunday. But um, yeah. I love him, but it it yeah I don't know I just, I'm all over the place because I'm like <sighs> the the one part that I thought of his character that was thin and I glazed or just blazed right past this with Cersei their romantic involvement that was thin like he essentially told her hey I think you're hot and then it's like boom love like, takes a little more than that like you didn't have to work for it there. I, I did not buy their relationship other than they find each other attractive. That's good. That's, you know, that's part of it. But they did not in this movie, from what I could tell or what I recall, 
do a very good job at showing why they would, as characters, as fellow Eternals, be attracted to each other. You didn't really see their relationship build. No. It was just kind of like, they aren't together, and then they are together, and then they're not together. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I... Now, okay, because now I need to like go back in my head a little bit. Yes, so sure. he found out the, their true purpose because he talked to Ajax about it a long time ago. Yep. And that's why he yep. ended up leaving her because he couldn't tell her the truth. But That was the can, rationale he provided. But why? He wanted to lie to Cersei. Yes. Okay. So why, why did she tell him? Did they ever say why Ajax told him? Boy, if they did, it wasn't... They didn't make a very big deal. Because that's that's what I'm curious about. Why did she tell him what was going on? Right. Why did she leave everyone else in the dark and not him? Especially yeah, if she I don't chose. Think they were explicit enough with that. Especially if she chose Cersei as to be her successor. Wouldn't she tell Cersei first? And I don't know. So here's what I'm not sure of, and maybe a second viewing will provide some clarity to this. It is possible that something that I just missed is that Icarus was initially like the second in command. Because, and I say that because in this movie, the Eternals, like their fellow Eternals, once Ajax is dead, right, and we're in the present day, mm, they are yep. deferring to Icarus as their leader. So it's as if there's this precedent that's been set that, okay, Ajax, the prime Eternal, Icarus is number two, the rest of us are following along, right? Because there is some sense that of surprise that, oh, Cersei was chosen as Ajax's successor. We did not expect that. Like, there's that kind of a vibe yep. from the rest of the Eternals. But I just don't remember if that was explicitly established or say that That's just me kind of filling in some of the blanks well, to try and answer that question. She chose her because he killed her. Well, she ch- and yeah, that's she why chose, that makes sense. She chose. Was that it? Like because that would Ajax be my guess, or was it because Ajax had responded so negatively to that news? That's another thing where it's like, was that explicit? I don't know. I don't know. It was to me. To me, the reason she was chosen is because she knew if that Icarus was put in charge, the Earth would be done. Yep. And she fell in love with its people, yep. just like Cersei did. Right. So she's like, I can't give it to Icarus. It's not. I can't let that happen. So it's right. gonna go to Cersei. She's right. gonna be the next leader because yeah. she shames. She shares the same ideals as I do. Right. And she knew that eventually Icarus would try to kill everybody. Yeah. But I, I don't know enough about Icarus in the comics to have like a solid opinion, I guess, about his character and how he's portrayed. Because I'm sure there's maybe some hardcore comic fans that were maybe upset that he went evil. Um, well, I shouldn't even say evil. He did what he thought he was supposed to do, and I don't think he's technically a villain for that. Correct. Um, he's but the, he's the anta- he ends up being the antagonist of the movie. Yes. But like any, well, he's the villain. But like any, like the best villains, right? Yes. Firmly believe that what they're doing is the right thing, right? Now, there's a there's a few exceptions to that rule. The classic or most common one, especially in the comic book realm, being. The Joker, who's just chaos for chaos. Yep. But for most films, most superhero movies included, the villains that are most compelling, that are most, frankly, just enjoyable to see on the screen are those that strongly believe 
that the choices that they're making are the right choice and that the heroes they're battling against are actually in the wrong. So, and again, comes back to my point earlier, great conflict. Like that's great. Absolutely. And I'm, and the reason I don't say he, I mean, he is technically the villain, but I mean, you saw the change of heart he had at the end because he ended up, he ended up helping him stop it. And then he was filled with so much shame. He decided to go blow himself up in the sun. So, but that's the one, that's the other problem I had with his character. I don't feel like that guy would have just ended it. Agreed. I feel like he would have been like, okay, you know what? These guys obviously wanted to keep the earth around for a reason. So I need to go find out why that reason is and why humans are so important. And then go from there. The guy's a little full of himself, right? Like he is plenty confident. And so I didn't really embrace the sudden, well, I'm just done. Yep. It seems like he likes himself too much to have just... I don't know. It's not, you want to try just, and convince me that maybe his shame was so great he couldn't live with it? He took the easy way out, in my opinion. And yeah, I just didn't I just feel like that was the case. That. No, no. That was that was disappointing. That could have been handled better. That I agree. That did not need to be the route you know, that character went. We just kill off villains anyways. So. Villains. Yeah, yeah. All right, but. let's keep moving on. Angelina Jolie as Athena. Um, probably the coolest um, powers there was. Because yeah. she just decided, you know what? I want a battle axe here. I want a, I want a spear there. I want a shield here. I want a sword here. Kind of a cross of... I mean, I'm, I'm uh, blending my Marvel and DC here. But a, a lot of Green Lantern yep. vibes in that respect. With cross the, with Wonder Woman. There you go. And but, by the way, they called her the goddess of war throughout <laughs> the entire thing. And that was badass. That's great. So she, was, she is Athena. In right. Greek mythology, right. they established that that she she was the protector of Athens. She became Athena. She is the goddess of war. Super cool. Super yeah, cool. and she's a psycho until the end. Until and she just clears her head, her noggin. You know, and I thought that was a really cool twist as well. That the what I want to say the mental trauma that she's working through is actually a result of some imperfect memory wiping right which is so perfect yeah so it, it's more it's more nuanced it has more depth than just hey there's some mental brokenness that's going on here uh which in and of itself is fine ish but just not really enough so when they added that layer of no that's a result of all the memory wipes that the rest of you have gone through it hasn't been done properly with her and so what's trying to kind of come through the surface of her mind is the memory of the other planets that over the millennia these Eternals have traveled to, nourished for thousands of years, only to see them be decimated by the arrival of a new celestial. And so I, I thought that was pretty sweet, pretty pretty dang cool. And she's a badass. Woo! She's a badass. She's one of the few Eternals I am very excited to see again. Because there's just... Like... You want to see a fight between her and Gamora and just see who wins. Athena. I agree. But like, and just, and the fact she lost her rights to babysit is just hilarious. That was unkind. She's a great babysitter. <laughs> Phenomenal babysitter. Yeah. She's, she would like put you in a tree and just be like, you figure out how to get down. Yeah. Enjoyed the, <laughs> I enjoyed the pairing of her and Gilgamesh. Yes, that was I a thought, great pairing. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. Especially like when you think of 
Gilgamesh being as like strong and mighty as he is, kind of taking this subservient role uh, to be willing to like serve her and. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty dang cool. Pretty dang sweet. It was just, and also because he's the only one who can contain her. Mm-hmm. Like he, him, and Icarus, and he knew right. damn well Icarus wasn't gonna do it. Icarus not stepping up. <laughs> no, he's not making that sacrifice play. <laughs> he's gonna be too busy off with uh, his lady. Yeah, he's too busy hanging with Cersei. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool character. Not not a lot of character development. She was there to. To be a badass, and she pulled that off. Yeah, I great. I'm very excited to see her character again. I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, it was great. Okay, we're gonna come back to Dane Whitman. He's next on the list, but since he's not technically an Eternal, that's fine. Let's yeah. let's skip. Come back. All right, uh, help me out with the name here. Kingo. Yep, Kingo. What's the name of the actor again? Kumal Nanjiani, and I know that because okay. I'm super into stand-up comedy, and that's where he got his start. Yeah, super unique casting choice, but outstanding. He's great. He was outstanding. He was great. To your point, I think it's really well made. Like the humor that he brought uh, was not forced, very natural, not just for his character, but it felt really well placed in the movie. And maybe one of the best uses or excuse me, utilizations of his humor was when he's on the one hand it seems like giving Sprite a hard time, like, hey, so you ever heard the story of Peter Pan? <laughs> You're like, wow, he's needling her a little bit there, a little bit on the nose, referring to her as Tinkerbell and Icarus as Peter. But then he twists it from the joke to a serious, no, I really think this is what this is. I think you love Icarus, just like Tinkerbell loved Peter Pan. It's just so weird, by the way. Right, Uh, right. Yeah, a weird dynamic if you think about it for too long. (laughs) But, But it was also right on the button and I don't know. There's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of actors that could pull that off, like that really potentially abrupt transition from humor to no. I'm actually serious here. Yeah. Um. So that was that was cool. Power was cool. set was um pretty much laser en- fingers. Yeah. En- energy projection is sure. that what we want to call it? But yeah. yeah. And not only laser fingers but he could also do kamehamehas yeah, build it up a for all bit. my for all my dragon ball z fans there out there go. there you go um but yeah that was pretty much his whole thing yep he's like a cowboy um pretty aesthetically cool um i was glad that they allowed him to develop the ability or show the ability where he could build up the energy yep, for sure into a more robust i want to make it makes me wonder how long he can build yep and what the biggest blast he can do right Right. For sure. That scene where he decapitated the deviant and then it's just oozing all over him. <laughs> uh, he's hollering out to, to Karun. He's like, did you get that shot? Like, I did, sir. <laughs> Great. Just the fact that he just, the fact that he had a guy <laughs> following him around. And I mean, talking about another one that was just full of himself. The, the man has yeah. a plane and he's been the same He's acted for like a hundred years. Grandfather, yep. grandfather, father, which is beautifully done. Hilarious. They had a lot of a, a lot of fun with the idea of him being around forever and what he would have done with that opportunity. So pretty fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I think he'll just be a fun. I don't know what they're gonna do with him exactly in the future, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it kind of feels like we mentioned Sprite, and let's let's transition over to Sprite. It feels like maybe they've been paired up now that Sprite has been humanized, right? Because Sprite yeah. is kind of under the care of Kingo, um, with Kingo guiding her into humanity of, yep, you're going to school. <laughs> yeah, because she, she was originally with Cersei. Well, no, it sounds like she was with Ajax before she got sent to go with Cersei, mm. right? That's what it sounded like. So it sounds like she yeah, just... I don't know if she how long she was with Ajax or if she'd gone to see Visit it. Ajax. Yeah, Ajax visit, visit, like, hey, visit her. You need to link up with Cersei. Yeah. Very true. Um, yeah, her character... So power set was a um, lot of... Illusions. Illusions, right. Whether it was projections that could be utilized to entertain ancient humans or to literally try and do... Deceive... And deceive enemies, yeah. Eternals, deviants. Um, so, it, like, okay, a legit skill set. Her character was one with that skill set that I really questioned. Okay, and maybe this is the wrong way of thinking through it. Like, all the characters we've gone through so far individually have a decent shot at taking down a deviant one on one. Tall task, to be sure, but they've got enough, enough power. To do so, what the flip is Sprite supposed to do? Deceive, and then sneak up, and then do what she did against Cersei, and then stab him. Just a little. I don't like her chances. That's where I'm going with this. I feel like I feel like she needs a bigger weapon. I don't think a little stabby stab is gonna work. Yeah, and she needs a big stabby stab. Very tiny knife needs it. Needs the bigger knife. Yeah, we yeah. Need, that's a knife. Yeah, she needs no. a she needs a big old kniffy, but. And one of the really unique parts of her character, right, and, and this ends up being some conflict for her, is she has been created as a child. Like, all the rest of the Eternals are legit mid-30s-ish People, adults, yeah. And she is maybe 11. <laughs> Four, probably 14. You think 14? I'd say 14. 14? Fair yeah. Okay. She's probably, like, in actual years, she's probably 18. But she's probably well, right, she's right. probably her, a freshman. Her character. So, which brings up all kinds of questions. Like, is that how? First of all, I'm very curious if that's how it is in the comics. Like, if her yeah, I don't know. Genuinely, I really don't know. Amongst the adults, no, and we, we probably never will. Um. So I, I don't know how I feel about the movie because, as we've discussed before, these movies are their own versions of all of these characters. Mm-hmm. Right, we've seen plenty of examples where the Marvel movies have been very willing to take just some f- of the few basic core tenets of a character, and then say, "And now we're going to bring in three other aspects that are totally unique." Correct. So I'm not sure whether it's Marvel's, you know, the movie maker's choice if they were just going straight from the comics. I don't know how I feel about the character of Sprite being a kid. I don't understand the benefit of that from, again, from the perspective of your Eternals, your job is to defeat the Deviants. I don't get that one. That was hard for me. That was a hard sell. I think they just did it to give her her own problems. I guess. You know, they're like, Blair just can go younger. Then you'll have your own problems. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the best I can come up with. Yeah. My question is, and I'm assuming that it's yes, but because now she's human, does she still get to keep her illusion power? My guess is yes. 
but it wasn't talked about. Yeah, good question. Because she's no That's longer correct. an Eternal, so I didn't know if she lost her powers right, because of that. Right, all she lost was the immortality piece or everything. Yeah. I would imagine that uh, ideally for her, she would just want to lose the immortality. That would be my guess. Skills. It'd be kind of tough, right, to say, you know what, I'll take nothing. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah. All right, enough about Sprite. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, the latest to show up in the movie. Like, the rest of the Eternals were in the movie for oh, a yeah. chunk of time before we saw just about anything of Fastos. His his power set's cool. Basically, he's just yeah. a, he's just a te- he's pretty much Tony Stark before Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much his thing. Yeah. Um, which was cool because he had some cool tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the best I can go. He just he's his Tony Stark without the similar, Iron Man suit. Yeah, it was really similar to Cersei in that it was very undefined. Like, what are the limits of this guy? Like, he's just pulling technology out of his arse, but really, it's like you're more of a wizard than a. You know, than like an engineer, just based on on what we're seeing here, which is fine. Uh, again, there's some uniqueness there, akin to Thena with her creativity. So I'm all for that, but kind of I found it a little challenging to follow the. So his role is to like, is he or is he not supposed to be introducing technological concepts to humans? Because it seemed like there is some of he had a limit. Yes, his... he was, but also no, he wasn't. Like he was so only it was hard to follow. Yeah, he was only allowed to like stay within their like our technological time. Mm-hmm. So he could help them advance a little, but not a lot. It, so well, and then I I found the scene like I understood what they're trying to do with showing him like being upset over the atomic bomb being detonated in Japan in World War Two. But I didn't understand the line between him and that it's like are, are you really responsible for all of humanity's technology like were you part of the the team that built the bomb that, that, that would say that? this would be my guess is that he was he was helping trying to help america win the war against i mean because obviously it's nazi germany it's not like he's going to take nazi germany's side so so my guess is he was helping the allied powers and being like okay um Here's some tech that we can use to uh, to stop this, and then I don't know if he came up with the atomic bomb. It was like, okay, we can't use this unless it's last resort, right. and then they ended up using it without his knowledge, right. or if they came up with that on his own, on their own, and he's like, no, 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 because he made some other technological advancement. They're like, don't do sure. that, sure. don't do that, and then they're like. Screw you, man. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. And, and here's the deal, man. Like, all, all that, all that is fine. The movie, I think, just did a poor job of... Oh, I agree entirely. Just presented it, and it's like, wow, there's so many questions that I have. I, and I, I agree. I don't think there's any answers. So, that was a little... I agree entirely. A <laughs> little, little too thin. A little too thin. Cool character. Enjoyed the vibe. Like, he, he brought some good energy to the gym. All right? He was a nice... Uh, Kingo was the was the main right, main thrust of the humor. Fastos did a nice job when he was presented with bringing his own blend or brand of that as well. So that was great. Enjoyed seeing that. So good character. I'm looking forward to seeing more of the guy. I am too. That's great. That's great. All right, Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Super cool. Everything we wanted Quicksilver to be. 
Everything we wanted Quicksilver to be. Yeah, really, really cool. And something I'm gonna look up here. So her character, right, is Death. I think Lauren actually she is, is as well. A former Miss Deaf America. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. No, neither, <laughs> neither did I. And I think that's fair that neither of us uh, that neither of us knew that. But I had read that somewhere. And I thought, really? Okay, that that's fascinating. So yeah, how wild is that? Uh, I how do I say this? I feel kind of bad for not knowing this, but I just I I don't know. I just didn't know that uh, that a deaf actor or actress was really a thing. So I, I enjoyed seeing a character have a significant role, have a sweet power set, and have that uh, what I want to say have that challenge not be something that prevented her character from being like a legit force in the movie. Yep. That, that was really cool. Like it was just, now again, it does raise a question of just like with Sprite, okay, why are we putting, the whole point is to defeat these these beasts. If you wanted to, you could really pick it. Is that really great to have a character that is deaf, that can't hear? Um, like, is she that good of an asset? But at least the way they showed it in this movie. She sensed all vibrations. Pretty cool. Sensed all the vibrations. Had a great rapport with her teammates. Um, it was outstanding. I really enjoyed her character. She just did what she wanted. Yeah. She's kind of the free spirit. Yeah. And it, was, it was hilarious. Boy, did she give Icarus a run. Like yeah, Mono sweet. Mono? Hello. Uh Flash versus Superman, pretty much. Wow. Marvel's version. That was great. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, why didn't we get that with Quicksilver? Like, we just decided to kill Quicksilver off in the MCU. That kind of sucks. But, like, Close. Close. and because if it was the real Quicksilver, he would have gotten them both out of the way of the bullets. He wouldn't have been shot. And he, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, and the way the animation for it and everything was fantastic. It was. Yeah, it felt yeah, like really an actual around. speedster. Yes. Great. Yeah, really cool. And I, I think speedsters are awesome. I loved how, uh, how powerful she was. Right, she wasn't just fast. Like when it came time to hey, go figure out where the celestial is being born, she covered a lot of territory fairly quickly. Yeah, and I think it, that was awesome. Because I don't, because I don't think Quicksilver is <laughs> like that in the comics. Mm. But that's like the Flash. Yep. That is the Flash. Yep. So she could give Flash a run for his money. Yep. Some Flash level speed. That was great. Very cool character. So uh, kudos to you know to Marvel uh, with with casting her in that role. Um, you know I, I'm not someone that is flying the banner of like diversity for diversity's mm-hmm. sake, right? Uh, I'm all for the diversity. But let's make sure it's the right choice for that character. It's not just this, hey, we're forcing it. Like, let's Absolutely. Let's make it a great part this about was, who that character is. And that was really well accomplished. This was natural. It, it didn't awesome. feel like, she's deaf. You have to you have to like her because she's deaf. You know, because that's yeah. how some things go. Yeah. But. No, she stood tall on her own merits. So that was very awesome. Very cool. Very unique. Barry Kuhn as Druig. What a unique character this guy was. Yeah, so he he just could take over the minds of like everybody, and then just get him to do what he wanted. Could he control the minds of the deviants earlier on? I don't. During the flashbacks, I, I don't think. He, I don't think he could. I don't think he could either. 
Yeah. Because I think he was... He was exclusively... Humans. Humans. Not animals. Like, he was legit just humans, right? As far as I remember... Yeah. Because I don't, I don't remember any animals being around anyways. Right. I still um, remember if he ever tried to, like, manipulate the actions of an animal. I don't think he did. I think it was exclusively humans that he was, you know, controlling. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think... Because that would be pretty OP if he could just do that for all the deviants. That'd be pretty wild. Uh, his character provided a whole lot of, again, coming back to that conflict piece, a lot of great conflict amongst the team with the pushback that he gave of, why are we not doing more? Like, we have all this power, we have all these abilities, why aren't we doing more, getting more involved with humanity to help protect them, to help allow them to not just survive, but to truly thrive? Um, because he recognized that, listen, yeah, conquering the deviants, that's good, but we have the capacity to do so much more. So why are we being told, nope, can't do that, and the answer is because. It's like, well, he saw the flaw in that rationale. It's like, that's that's not valid. Like, there has to be, uh, he wanted more information, he wanted to understand more, and part of what was fascinating, right, you consider these characters have been around Earth for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Evidently, he trusted the plan for thousands of years, so you can understand why they would wear on a person. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, or wear on, not a person, sorry, but an eternal, where after thousands of years of trusting, he's going, okay, I have seen so much life, death, destruction. Why aren't we stepping in? It's, it's hard to see how this way, as this plan is, is working. And it was really fascinating, I think, from a storytelling perspective, how it seemed like they were kind of propping Druig up as, oh, this is going to be the this is going to be the one that breaks the rest of the Eternals, right? He's going to go against the rest of them. When in all actuality, it's Icarus that has the heel turn, and Druig is on the good side when it's all said and done. Pretty crafty, yeah, for Pretty sure. Crafty, yeah. Gilgamesh. Don Lee is Gilgamesh. We touched on earlier. What a badass. What a badass. Just, I mean, essentially generates massive iron fists, punching gloves to punch things even harder than he would otherwise. <laughs> Woo! He hit stuff and it stayed down. This is true. It was great. Terrible when he died. Hated that. Still bullshit. Hated it. It was bullshit. <laughs> But I again, definitely want his character to be able to come back somehow. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah I think uh, he was. Yeah, he was just cool. He he was the cool uncle of the group. He was. He was very he was very sacrificial attitude from taking care of Fina to embracing the rest of the Eternals when they arrived to just you can tell he had wisdom. Yes. Right. Uh, he wasn't the type like an Icarus to try and force others to do what he thought was right. But he wasn't afraid to say, no, I think this is how we should do it. And try to, he was a very encouraging force to the rest of the team. So if Ajak was the mom, Gilgamesh was the dad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or the cool uncle. So, the cool some uncle. kind of legit, wonderful relative. <laughs> Bless him. That you look up to and you're Absolutely. like, dude, can you make more earthquakes happen? Because you can do that. And that's really cool. Oh. Outstanding. All right, so there's the character rundown. Let's quick, because he wasn't in the movie for that long. Let's sit on your boy, Kit Harrington, Dane Whitman, not in Eternal, but 
but in the movie. Let's go! Okay. He had, he had a whole lot teased for it's... future, you know, future appearances, future action for our guy Bane. Talk about breaking my heart live. Whoa. The fact, and he can vouch because he sat next to me during this movie. Um, when he's like, uh, the carrot was just being dangled in front of you. It was rude. Whoa. So, because he's like, you know. So no more secrets. And she's like, I don't have any more secrets. And he's like, yeah, I know. But uh, it turns out uh, my family history is kind of kind of crazy. And then she gets taken away. I'm like, no, no, go into it. Why? I'm still upset about it. Mm-hmm. I'm still very upset about it. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. We'll just get into it. I mean, you're it. upset. How upset are you because, as far as I know, you tell me if you know otherwise. But we don't know when the Black Knight is actually going to show up, right? Like, we don't know, hey, 2022, 2023, it's just... And usually they say that, right? and they didn't. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Because yeah. there's so much... We, we'll get in the Disney Plus show yep. theories yep. later. Yep. But, um... And then the end credit scene. We might as well just talk about that while we got our boy. Yeah, they, we're on the topic of Dane. They there did. There was a lot of time for him, but he had a lot of time in that second end credit scene. They showed the Ebony Blade. <sighs> wow. That was sweet. I was like, yes! Yep. Yes! You yep. can see the darkness emit from the sword, and you're like, yes! Grab it! Grab it! And then, and then some dude in the back's like, now hold up a minute. You sure you want to grab that? Yep. And then you're like, uh-huh. Who? Who is that? Not a voice that we and, recognized. And then I got a text message like 30 minutes after that from this guy. And he's like, well, guess who that was, okay? And now I know in the thingy, I said I thought it was Merlin. It wasn't. Good and guess, then, by the way. Yes. And then Good my guess. second guess, and I didn't say this, my second guess was actually going to be Kang the Conqueror because we know how big of a role Kang's going to take Another in the, this guess. next phase. Right. Because... Um, I knew for a fact that that was a cool black dude talking. So, either yep. either they made Merlin cool, or that was Kang the Conqueror. And then, right. you, Blade. it's Marshala Ali. Freaking Blade. Marshala la la la. Which one of the most? We haven't seen Ali. him as Blade yet, but boy, that sure seems on the nose from a casting perspective. Like, let's see who should this character. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He should be playing Blade. What's he doing with Dane Whitman? Why does he know so much about the sword? That's good questions that I can't answer. But having a knight with Blade killing vampires? <laughs> that's I mean, sweet. I, I'd watch that. I would too. I would watch so, that. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, there's just. <laughs> so, my hopes and dreams are. He either shows up in the Blade movie, mm-hmm. which sounds like a very, very possible situation yep. at this point. My personal hope, we get a Black Knight Disney Plus series. Okay. Okay. And it goes into the past and the present because, fun fact, Dane is not the first Black Knight. He's like the third or the fourth one to take up. Well, probably not even the fourth. He, long not, line. Not the first. Not the first. There's a long line of, of Black Knights. Yep. And, like, the first one to ever wield the sword ended up turning into a villain. So you have all of this history you can, like, see this mantle get passed through. And that's 
That's what I'm excited to see because yeah. there's so much potential there. We can see him get his flying horse, which is also something that everyone should want. Um, you wouldn't say no if someone's like, my guy, would you like a flying horse? Exactly. I'll pass. Can like, we, are you serious? You're take, you're, that's a yes every time. We could see him slay Fin Fang Foom, which I'm still hoping we ever get on screen, Fin Fang Foom. There um, there's just so much potential. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. And Kit Harrington was like the perfect choice for it all. <sighs> yeah, a lot of teases with Kit. That was... A.K.A. Dane Whitman. Uh, it, he was pretty much a tease. 100%. That, that's the only reason he was in there. <coughs> he was a tease the entire movie. Yeah. And I was sad. Yeah. Because I was looking forward to it. an opportunity to do more with that character. Like, it was a little awkward when they kind of threw him a bone in the middle of the movie with the FaceTime with Cersei. Like it was weird. That, oh, yeah. By the way, that Dane Whitman guy, still around. They didn't even need to do that. Like, he could have just been in the beginning. And the end. At the end. Talk to your uncle. Right. I feel like that right. will be significant at some point. Hey, you need to go talk to your uncle. That's that's very important. Right. So, but... Yeah. My um, favorite part. <laughs> a lot of great character breakdown. A lot of time spent on those characters, which, hey, there's a lot of characters. Absolutely. A lot of characters. So let's, let's pull back a little bit. That's a good kind of in-depth with each character. Let's pull back a bit. The movie as a whole, all right? You and I have had a couple days now to digest what we saw. We've only... Excuse me, you've only seen it the one time. Haven't seen it the second time yet. What are your big picture thoughts of the movie? Big picture, like what what this is going to do for the rest of the MCU? Big picture or big picture to the movie? We'll go. We'll we'll stretch or we'll come even further back or eventually. But just with the, this movie in particular, what'd you think of it? Liked, disliked, loved, hated. I mean. We'll get the hate out of the way first because yeah. uh, if you guys haven't known this by now, this is my favorite part is the hate. The hate part. The hate portion. Um, we had probably the worst villain we've had in Marvel MCU. Well, okay. I shouldn't say that because... Well, it wasn't good. No, we, could, we could go back to the Black Widow rant and we don't mm-hmm. want to do that. But it's, it's on par with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have this amazing potential in a character for like this main big bad for the deviants played by bill skarsgård who by the way was the modern version of it so i mean we have a man who's used to the cgi so there's lots of potential there okay um and then to just like the deviants didn't need to exist. No, I mean they didn't even. They almost did not need to exist. They were. They other were. That is the initial reason that the Eternals came to Earth. They were a red herring, and it was like, <laughs> and it was like their objective of killing the Eternals yeah. got hijacked by the fact that the Celestial was going to be born, so they were going to die anyways, and it got to this, and you get the main one, right? Who's Garsgard? Who's Crow? Who's going around and he's adapting, stealing powers, right. stealing powers, which by the way, really cool feature that he can just steal the Eternals' powers and mm-hmm. kill them, mm-hmm. okay? Because yeah. he's healing himself and then, yeah. and then he's getting super strong, right? And so, I thought for sure he's killing off one or two more people, right? Because I was like, this guy is gonna come out after the Celestials and emerge as the big bad, and then they're gonna have to kill him, right? Not the case. Instead, he goes off into a cave with Thena. 
and you think things are gonna get a little hmm because you don't know what's gonna happen yep because those two are a thing in the comics <laughs> and anywho so yeah so you thought you know it might get weird and then all of a sudden he's just there for Thena's character development of becoming sane which is fine but he was so easily killed. I don't understand why he was killed. I don't understand why he was there at the final battle. I don't understand why he was killed. Like, you could have... Fina could have, like, badly wounded him, but why kill him? Well... You spent all this time... Building him up. Building him up. He doesn't need to die. This is clearly... This, this, this is an origin movie. Yes. Okay? So it's not a one-off, which is its own kind of topic in my mind. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know, and it wasn't marketed as, hey, this is an origin of characters you should expect to continue to see. It felt more like a one-off one -off yeah. in the marketing. So in terms of expectations, that was very different from what I was expecting. I, yeah. I, didn't, I don't dislike that, I think. But as far as, there you go, as far as what was presented to us prior to the movie, that felt a bit misleading. You've got this. And unnecessarily so. And so in that light with, no, this is an origin story for multiple characters that we're going to continue to see, what is the point of killing off, of killing off Crow? Like, I, isn't it more interesting if he is still alive, if he is still out there, because he is adapting, evolving, like he is a constant threat? It's okay if he doesn't end up being the main antagonist. And he shouldn't have been. Which is fine, right? Yes. Icarus ends up being the main antagonist along with uh, Aramesh the Celestial, right? The Eternals are trying to combat Aramesh's scheme or goal and Icarus is paired up with Aramesh. So that, that's fine if Crow just kind of falls by the wayside as that red herring. But to kill him off? That felt... That felt disrespectful. It felt like he was going to be like the Mordo or the Loki, where he's going to come back, yes. going to be a thorn in the side again. Absolutely. You know, build up his deviant army. Right. Because right. his whole goal is, he's going after the Eternals. He didn't give a shit about the humans. And the Deviants were tough. Like, they, they gave the Eternals a heck of a time, right? It wasn't that, oh, the Eternals are clearly so much better and more dominant than the deviants like no they they came before the eternals and yeah. they just went corrupt they went yeah. um full yeah. um throwback to the green lanterns they were the, Ooh, the man hunters they were the man 100%. hunters before they were the green lanterns 100 uh -huh, yeah i did that for you i love that i <laughs> had that box so proud of you for but there. so yes so i don't know that was what i did not like about the movie yep now cool part we just have a celestial hanging out and on Earth. Yep. So I feel like yep. that's going to have potential later on. Okay. Um, I just, I think the best part about this movie, which is a weird thing to pull out of it and like the main focus, but it, it really fleshed out the Marvel Universe as a whole for these movies. Okay. Like we have, we now have how the Marvel Universe was created. Um, we have, you know, these creators that are just going around creating life. Yep. Um, we know one died. I think that'll be interesting to see if they go into that eventually with Nowhere. Yep. Where there's just a dead Celestial's head. Yep. I think, you know, bringing another group in, because, I mean, we don't have to talk about the Inhumans show because that... Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. But they bring in another aspect of the Marvel Universe. Yep. I mean, 
these are cosmic gods. And I know we said that... Um, these are literally the creators. Yes. And yeah. with the Eternals, you know, he said Icarus was this confident dude. But if you think about it, mm-hmm. mostly all of them, except maybe Cersei, were arrogant in their own ways. Because yeah. they were OP as hell. Right. Nothing was really going to stop them. Right. And, I mean, they're all different kinds of cocky and arrogant. Yeah. But they're all kind of like, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop me. The only person that's going to stop me is you. Like, um, Right. So to see that, I think, I mean, yeah, it just builds. So now, and then, hmm, let me refocus. So now at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, guess what? There's more of us. So now they have this whole purpose of we need to find the rest of the Eternals. Who else? What other planets are going to get blown up? Can we save these planets? Maybe they don't feel right. the same way. Um, and... Yeah, how, how many is, times is, is that is that story playing out over the universe? Of and Band of Eternals sent to a planet at the behest of a celestial. Like, is that is it all the Earth same? Is it, like, is it one planet at a time, or is it happening multiple planets all over the universe? Is it all the same celestial sending them out, or sure. do e- does each celestial have a different role? That's something we don't know. I thought they said Aramesh was the, the maybe judgment. Up this word like the prime celestial. Maybe. I'm not Big sure. Big maybe. Big maybe. I'm not yep. sure. Yep. We, I'm going to have to do some more research. Same. But, like, yeah. I think that's the best part about this movie is you get to see, okay, we're really building this world. This world feels whole. It's not just taking place on Earth. We've really okay. built a universe. Yeah. Like, we're going to start Fleshing to see... out that universe even more. Yeah. Kind we're, of that cosmic level. We're going to start to see stories that aren't just going to involve Earth... I mean, we already kind of got it a little yeah. bit with Guardians, but Thor yeah. 4 is going in that way where they're probably going to be world hopping. Right. And then, sure, there might be an impact on Earth, but they're pretty much saying, hey, Earth isn't going to be the main focus anymore. Mm. This is a huge world. Earth is going to be a part of it, but yeah. be ready to go to other places. Sure. And I think I think that's important. Mm. Okay. That, that's a great perspective. I, I certainly haven't... Uh, hadn't gone down a similar similar path, but I like what you're saying with the cosmic aspect of, hey, we are going to be spending less time just tied down to Earth, and we're going to literally be exploring the rest of the corners of this galaxy. Which right. is what I love, and that's what that's what the MCU is going to have to do to stay relevant and fresh. We're going to have to see things we didn't plan on seeing. Eventually, the Inhumans are going to pu- come in. I have a feeling that they're yeah. going to come in. Yeah. I, I know they're already talking about Miss Marvel's powers being different than her comic book counterpart. <coughs> we don't have to get into that. But um, And then we're also seeing we're seeing the creepy side mm. coming out. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight's going to bring in this new new thing. Mm. If we get Daredevil back, that we're getting the street-level heroes back. Yeah. See, and, that, and that's where I kind of wanted to go. So I love your perspective because part of what I, I think kind of conversely to you struggled with with this movie and it's not necessarily the movie's fault but I found myself missing like some street level action like this was so big and so cosmic like I it's not again not the movie's fault in and of itself but I am hankering for some Daredevil right and I think but I love what you're saying with hey it's expanding the cosmic part of the universe we're not just getting limited to earth like we've spent a lot of time there that's great we've explored a lot of it that's great now it's time to 
go off planet. And right? we're widening the things. So that, that's a great perspective. Yeah, love that. They're big. They're making the sandbox bigger. Mm-hmm. And but I think you're gonna get your street level I, I fist crawls. I, I think it's just a matter with of time. Spider-Man. Yes. I think it will be. I think yeah. it will be one month, and we're gonna be sitting yeah. here being like. See that street fight, yeah. and then did you see well, that street and, fight? And Blade, uh, like we mentioned him, he's gonna be on Earth. That'll like, be street level. The street level stuff is coming. It has just been a run now of who knows what they're gonna do. Not with street Morbius. level. Like Shang Chi was not street level. No, it started there. But it very started there. Got off of the street level. But the, the street level stuff was the, some street, of the cool stuff because that was when they really got martial artist art martial art. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't stay there for very long. So that's. More my thing than again. Anything. I'm with it's you a, though. A genuine like critique of the movie, like it is supposed to be big, cosmic. Um, I, I'm not sure how well the movie. And, and listen, this is a big. We, we talked about meat earlier. This is a big piece of meat to take a bite out of. But when you're playing that game of okay, these characters have been around for thousands of years and have all this power, that's tough to pull off because. As we mentioned with Druid earlier, it's like, how, how are they not doing more? Like, how is it taking them thousands of years to realize, <coughs> excuse me again, you know what, destroying the planet, bad idea. Okay, it took you a while to get there, but great. And, and even, like, I, I don't know, it just, it raises so many questions, that's tough to answer, like, in a two and a half hour movie. And for me, it also is like, Okay, you've obviously done this to other planets. Yeah. Why Earth? Why is Earth special? Why are we special? Because yeah, I, that was a little thin. Like where Ajax, like, well, and people Earth brought back all this life. So why would we destroy this planet that brought back all the life? If the point of destroying is so that more life can be created, it's like I got it logically, but it didn't settle into the emotional level. It was like, okay, I get your concept, but I'm not sure that's really clicking for me as a compelling yeah, motivation sure. to have had one stance for at least thousands of years. Or in the case of Ajax, if her memory hasn't been wiped, maybe millions of years, to all of a sudden go, here's this one little thing. Changing. Changing my stance. Seemed like a pretty abrupt pivot. So, ambitious. Love the... Love the idea, like we talked about a little bit in the video. I One of the things I really do enjoy about the movie is these are characters I don't know anything about. So I'm coming in with a fresh set of eyes. Absolutely. No expectations. <coughs> I don't... Excuse me, man. Again, the smoking. I don't know whether I now or later will ever say, man, I love this movie. But I firmly like it. And what I mean by later is... The first Captain America movie, okay? Captain America, the first Avenger. When it first came out, I saw it and was fine with it. I was like, okay, good enough. Not, didn't, it didn't blow me away. I watch that movie now. I enjoy that movie a lot more now that other Captain America movies have come out, that we've gone through the gambit of Infinity War and Endgame, because now I get to go back and watch that movie, and I get to appreciate how it built and established who that character was, and I get to enjoy seeing that character at that point in his development. And I think that's the question. That might happen here. I'm, I'm not going to say, I think that's the question, because yes. we have no 
idea where they're going to go with it. Right. Like, we see three right. of them get kidnapped. We see the other three go off into space looking for the other ones. Right. Then they happen to run into Thanos' brother, who also sings sings well. And then... Um, <laughs> Good skill set. Yeah. Like, that's... I think that's where it is for me, because it's like, well, where do you go from here? Yeah. And what's your plan? Because yep. what, what villain could you possibly come up with Ooh. that's going to be higher up or on par with these characters who yeah. are gods? Right, like we haven't seen them up against a Thor, a Shang-Chi. We don't know where their skill sets and Oh, they would wreck Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi would die. By the end of that movie, he's, he's pretty beefed up. I mean, he does have the Ten he's Rings. Right, with the and with, we with also the rings. And, with the okay, rings. That's, exclusively with the yes. rings. And we yes. don't know the full potential of those yet. Exactly, but, exactly. And then, also, <coughs> something that we were going to wait to bring up, but, um, oh, don't tell me I lost it. Oh, got it. the fact that we had three of them die. Mm-hmm. The Eternals, a lot of their lore in the comics is rebirth, so yep. they all come back. So, yep. I have a feeling we're going to see those three that died come back. I don't think they're dead forever. And I think we're gonna see. I I think we're gonna see how they come back, because I think that's all of a process. I think I honestly imagine any of them being truly dead. Exactly. I think we'll see them go back to their home base or whatever their home base was. Yep. Um, Yep. But yeah. And no doubt. So I I liked how ambitious it was. Like to your point of the cosmic aspect, that's great. yeah, I think it may have bit off a little more than it can chew. I think it just kind of left itself a little vulnerable from a storytelling perspective because as it's going ahead, like it just doesn't take the time to flesh out the answers to all of the questions that have to come up when you're saying these characters have been around for all these millennia. It's like, there's so many questions. You just can't answer it. Like, you just can't. And I think I think that's almost intentional too. Sure. Because you're like, okay. Sure. Well, well, what's your plan here? Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the nonlinear storytelling. I enjoyed the blend of present time flashbacks. I really liked that. I thought it really was creative in how it fleshed out yes. the characters, their motivation. It didn't feel annoying. Like sometimes a flashback yeah. comes and you're like, Ugh, a flashback. Yeah. Here's okay. So let's let's pull back even further. Why is there allegedly? Maybe there's not really because I haven't talked to anybody that really didn't like the movie. It seems like there's some strong dislike for this movie. I don't get that. I Why would that even be the case? Because who has the expectation going into this movie for it to be anything? Nobody knows anything about these characters. And so I don't know how you go in this movie, watch it, and go, well, that sucked. It's okay if you're going, eh, liked it, didn't love it. I get well, that, but I don't get the, well, that was terrible. It's not terrible. For me, my guess... Because we talked about it a little bit, too, is we were like, okay, this is definitely for the hardcore Marvel fans. These are for the comic book lovers. This is yep. for the people who are who yep. have been following Marvel for years and years and just love the lore, because yep. that's what this is. But in the same sense, like, if you think about it, there are were, there were some parts that kind of dragged a little bit. They were sure. a little boring. You're like, why are we still here with this? Took its time. Um, yeah. yeah. Like... You could have argued that we saw too much of Babylon. You could have argued we saw too much of so-and-so. Sure. You can make that argument. I don't yeah. think so. I think we were there long enough. I, and then you could also argue, like, some of the characters almost kind of felt, like, one-dimensional. Okay. In the sense, Icarus 
is the same throughout the entire movie. It reminded right. me a lot of um, Captain Marvel, and what I disliked about Captain Marvel mm. is because she was, I'm the best there is, the whole time, and there was no sad, or there was no happy, there was no, ugh. like, like yeah. Icarus was Straight all through. Icarus was all business throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, I because I think that worked for his character in this instance. I didn't think it worked for Captain Marvel. Yeah, but I feel like. That can be where it would be. Yeah. The, some of the pull and yeah, just. I, and I, I'm not trying to say like this is a perfect movie. This is a great movie. It's good. I don't think. It's and then great. It might be like again. <laughs> it might have an opportunity as time passes, as additional films come out with the characters that were introduced, that we might or that folks in general might go back and look at this movie and go, oh no, wait, that was really solid. That part of it was really cool. Oh, this so, makes uh, sense now. Yep, yeah. exactly. So curious to see how that, you know, how that kind of unfolds. But that's that's one thing I, I just don't I, I don't get because I understand. I bring this up all the time, right? But Superman's a tough character to have people really enjoy in a movie. Exactly because because he's so many expectations that are various in everyone's minds of what Superman should do or should be. He's God. The Eternals, none of us know. Exactly. There you go. All right, big picture. Where do you see Marvel going after this? What do you think? Well, I, I, it's interesting to me because we are going from multiverse to when did Black Widow come in? Did she come in before Loki or after Loki? Let's see. Because we're going, we're going multiverse, and then we go to cosmic, and now we're going back to multiverse again. Boy, it was it might they they might have intersected. Yeah. So it's just, I guess I don't know because you you built up this co- like the next. I, I think we're only going bigger, right? Yeah. This next Spider-Man movie, okay, yeah, there's gonna be some street level stuff pretty clear that it's going to open up even more doors, even more avenues if, to additional universes. It, it's not going to make things... How do I want to put this? It's not going to bring the focus more narrow. Yeah. It's just a broadening. It's a widening. There's just been a lot of world building, a lot of cosmic world building, a lot of getting off of Earth and fleshing some things out. And I think it almost comes to the point where... You're gonna see. We're gonna see the multiversal villain, which is gonna be Kang. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a cosmic big bad, and right now, my get the only guess that I would even have remotely that would make sense right now would be Galactus, and I might be just putting my big boy pants on, hoping for a miracle. There you go. But like, it almost feels like with this cosmic movie they built. And they spread, and we don't know what they're gonna do. Cause yeah. now, now we know that there are these all-powerful beings that yeah. just create worlds, create worlds. Well, there's gonna be something that goes out there and destroys worlds, and that's where Galactus comes in. So, and that's why yeah. 
so I think we're gonna get like that cosmic, and we we might get instead of like an, an Avengers movie, we might get an, a, a cosmic esque Avengers movie where it's the Guardians of the Galaxy pairing yeah. up with the Eternals, right. going against a Galactus, yeah. or something on par with that level, and then we're getting that multiversal villain, yeah. and I um, and technically, technically we might get be getting that street villain too, because of Madame Hydra. Yeah. With with uh, Dreyfus, <laughs> so I think maybe a little kingpin action. I think instead of focusing on one big bad, yeah, and where they had Thanos connecting to all these things, yeah, I honestly think we might be getting three big bads, and it would mm. make sense, and they don't have to work together for it to work. Sure, sure. And then hopefully, out of all of that, Doom rises, and then he just is the he is. The Thanos. Doom. Doom is the next Thanos. And so they they just don't kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I there's just I think that's where we're at. Yeah. There's there are so many great villains that have not had their opportunity yet that I think my hope is that whichever villains uh, the MCU chooses to highlight that they take their time with. Like you said, don't kill them off. Let them be in you know, it influence a factor in multiple movies. Don't throw the toys away. No. Keep playing with no, them. No, no, no. There's so many fantastic villains out there. So, a lot of good opportunities there, to be sure. To be sure. Um, I'm fascinated to see where the characters of the Eternals fit in amongst the rest of the MCU. This was part of what surprised me about it ending up being an origin story is that it really stayed self-contained. Uh, there were references that the Eternals made to humanity, to the Avengers, but one of the products, right, of them being so intentional about staying out of the influencing humanity realm is there were no real opportunities to overlap. Like, Shang-Chi has a natural intersection with Wong. There's none of that here. With the eternal, so I'm very curious. And that's okay. And where, yeah, no doubt, I'm very curious how and where these characters fit in with the overall narrative. That's that's just unclear to me, and that's okay. Not a critique, just an observation. I'll be interested to see, to see where that goes. I think the next big thing for like, in an, on an eternal sense, is to see where Guardians Three goes. Mm-hmm. We're getting Adam Warlock in the third one. Mm-hmm. That's been confirmed. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. I mean, there's rumors they're going to kill Drax off. Ooh, no. Um, no, no. Nope. But. Nope, I'll quit. I'll freaking quit. But uh, there's, but anyways, like, that's that's the next thing to figure out where they're going to go cosmic-wise. And I think there's going to be right. sets, setups in there, too. Yeah. But. All right, good things. What else you got? I mean, we, we've rambled on this topic for quite some time. We've unpacked it to the full. Anything else that you want to hit on before we before we call this one a podcast? Well, well because because I wanted to bring it up. Do it. But there was, uh, you said, you're like, I don't get how not all of these characters could kill off a deviant. There we go. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yep. what was the premise of that question again? So in my mind, if the primary function of an Eternal is to defeat, kill a Deviant, 
why is someone like Sprite? I, I don't understand, hey, I'm a Celestial, I'm building the perfect weapon to defeat a Deviant, here's Sprite. Because I think, my personal opinion, yep. I take it as, it's, almost, it's, like, it's like an RPG. Sure. You know, you have, you have your warriors, you have your healers, mm-hmm. you have your tanks, you have your, your wizards, okay? And we got a little bit of all of this. Team so, it's not meant exactly. to be a one Exactly. So you have, you have Icarus, who takes up the front point. Mm-hmm. He's your flyer, you know? And then, okay, well, we got illusions to back that up because sure. boom, boom, boom. You can sure. cover a bunch of ground, yeah. confuse the enemy. They're designed to work as a team. Exactly. That's, yeah. Fair. It's like World of Warcraft. Everybody builds their character up, and they're like, oh, I'm going to specialize in this, and then that's what they do. Because think about it. The first Eternal to die is the support character, mm-hmm. the one who can heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, but that kind of leads back into my, my point of why just have an army of Fina's and Icaruses? I th- it seems like that worked pretty well. And my guess is because because it doesn't work. Because yeah. you can't just have <coughs> three main warriors and Wouldn't then work well with each other. and then yep and then yeah. you don't have anybody that can heal or protect them yeah. when they're vulnerable. Totally fair. Small 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 qualm on my end. I like the diversity. I like the distinct skill sets. Um, I still, I don't think I'm going to get off the sprite thing. I'm like, that's a little bit too too far. (laughs) Hey, Loki made it work. (laughs) Loki did. Loki made it work. Somehow. Yeah. But all good things. No, good movie. Um, I I enjoyed how ambitious it felt. Like it was trying some things with nonlinear storytelling, big cosmic questions. Um, That's great. All, All for that. I don't think it all, I don't think it nailed all of that. Which is fine. I also think there's opportunity in those future movies, whether it's Eternals like direct sequels, or if it's Eternals fitting in. in Tell other movies, movie. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing most of more of most of these characters. I agree. Yeah. So good things, man. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we've done it. All right. Well, on that note, we covered a lot. In this one, we so and did. it was only one topic, and that's okay. Go see uh, it. Like, yes, if you haven't seen it. You'll enjoy it. I think that's the best. Ad- well, go that's a, that's out. the advice I have for every movie. Don't go read a review. Go watch it for yourself. Go watch it like movie. like like an adult. Um, uh, but as always, like, share, subscribe. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Godspeed. Thanks for listening.